Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Orlando, it's time for Orlando Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Orlando Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, this is going to be a good one today. We've got Julie Kostick with us. Julie is the founder and creative director of JK Creative. Julie, welcome. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, let's introduce everyone to you and how you're serving folks out there through uh, JK Creative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so JK Creative started in 2016. Uh, I actually used to be up in the Baltimore and DC area, uh, but came down to Orlando in 2019. So just enough time to get settled before the pandemic hit. Um, <laughs> so that was interesting. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but but now, uh, yeah, now things are going well, but we are a design and marketing firm. So we specialize in helping with all sorts of creative solutions for customers, whether it's branding, websites, print work, uh, you know, social media, trade show signage, kind of try to help with whatever they need and uh, work with a wide variety of folks. So it's pretty fun getting to change up our style and the, the things that we do. So we have a, we have a lot of fun over here. Yeah. So let, let's talk about your backstory and your journey. How did you, uh, what's, what's drawn you into this line of work and starting your own firm? Yeah. So even as a kid, I was always creative. I actually always thought I was going to end up being like a Disney animator or fashion designer or something like that. Um, but then when I went off to school, uh, you know, you always hear the term starving artist. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, really realized that graphic design was that one uh, artistic avenue that really was tied into something that could make money more likely than, you know, a painting degree would. Um, so I went to study graphic design, but then also studied mass communication. So specialized in kind of advertising marketing, um, which was great because, you know, instead of just making things look pretty, it really gave that business sense behind it of, you know, why are we doing things? Who's the audience, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, so most of my career was spent in ad agencies, um, up in the mid Atlantic area. Uh, and then I think I'd just always had an entrepreneurial spirit, um, but had known, you know, I think, I think when you start your own business, like right out of school, sometimes it's tough because you don't capture, um, some of those really good lessons that you would learn in a, you know, a larger company. Um, so I, you know, waited a little while, but then once, once that, you know, 2016 rolled around, I, I said, I think I've got enough, you know, different experiences and, uh, skill sets that I felt like I was ready to go out on my own. So I did. And yeah, I guess that's. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, great story. Give some advice while we're talking about this, because, you know, there are a lot of young entrepreneurs out there that people look at and they, oh, they're too young. Right. I mean, and you probably can, I think you probably hit that a time or two, right? Because that seems like a bias is a bias of, uh, old folks like me talk, talk, <laughs> talk a little bit about how you confronted that and overcame that and, and you've built a successful practice. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, it's interesting, you know, looking at, um, you know, different generations and different ages. I think, I think different groups of folks are bringing 
valuable skills to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes it is, you know, oh, you know, do you have enough experience? Where sometimes it's like the younger folks on the team will know more about, um, you know, certain social media tactics and stuff. So I do mm-hmm. feel like people have different, um, uh, you know, advantages to bring to the table. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, as far as the success with my company, I think it's, you know, really about relationships. You know, when I decided to make that leap, um, you know, I had a really good network. I had um, uh, volunteered a lot with different boards and associations. So, um, you know, that LinkedIn list really helped because as soon as I made that announcement, you know, people in my network were, oh, yeah, so we're going to share this information, let people know. So I actually got inundated with uh, responses right away from, you know, friends of friends kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just, just the relationships I think are huge, you know, meeting, meeting people, making, having the right connection with them. And then just as the project goes on, making sure that you're hitting all those touch points of, you know, customer service and communication and, you know, nothing's worse than when you're dealing with a flaky freelancer. Um, so I'd say that's probably what I've worn, run into more often than not is, you know, in the beginning people associate, oh, freelancer, oh, you work in the middle of the night, or I won't be able to reach you for three days where, you know, I've always established this from the beginning to really be set up like a business where, um, you know, the projects are just as important to us as they are to the client. So, mm. wow, great advice uh, from Julie Costic. And uh, d- dig your well before you're thirsty, right, Julie? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing uh, there. So, uh, the great work there. So, wh- what? Let's talk about the types of projects and clients you work with you mentioned that you deal with a pretty wide scope but what does that mean mm-hmm. um yeah what we found is where you know some people really like to niche down and do particular industries or particular projects um we've done really well offering a range um you know one of our our favorite things is to do a full a full campaign because if you're you know designing the initial look and then that's turning into the website and a brochure and social media graphics. It's really cool to see how all those things play together. Um, so, and then just being able to help folks with, you know, whatever, what like strategy and kind of whatever they need, it's easier to go to one place. Um, and then as far as different industries, yeah, we've been lucky to, to work with a, like a diverse range. We, um, you know, have done projects with real estate clients, nonprofits, uh, tech and government, food and beverage. Um, so yeah, so we love it because it keeps things interesting. We get to, you know, come up with different styles and solutions and definitely keeps it, uh, you know, keeps every day kind of a new, a new exciting time. Yeah. Um, so what, what are the, in terms of the clients that you've, uh, that have approached you and they want a better solution for their branding, their, their, uh, the design of their, um, brand, if you will, what, what are some of the big mistakes that you see that small businesses make in this area? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think anyone with a small business, I've definitely been there when, when you're starting off, you're trying to save, you know, all the pennies that you can. So it's, you know, I can do that myself. Um, and I think for a lot of folks, you can, you can do that for a little while, you know, kind of just get going, get in the groove. But then eventually, you know, for someone like me, I hate numbers. <laughs> so eventually I was like, okay, someone else needs to take care of this finance stuff. Cause this is just, you know, not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it's similar when it comes to creative and marketing. Um, you know, a, a lot of folks start with like, a, you know, oh, let's just get a logo. So they'll buy something cheap off the internet. Um, and it works for now. Um, but I'll tell you, I've had a lot of people come my way who are like, okay, this logo file doesn't work or, you know, it's not really representing because it really, a lot of people think a logo is just a simple graphic, but in reality, it's the foundation for your brand. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that come off of that. And it's a really big, important process that if you just skimp out on the logo, you're missing a big, a big part that you'll most likely have to redo again later anyway. So, so that's usually my, my best recommendation is to make sure you have your foundation right and pay the money on the projects that count. And then after that, if you have a good brand established, you can go, you know, have an assistant or something like that, roll out, you know, social media graphics and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, you've worked for some fairly large brands. I mean, uh, uh, seeing the show notes under armor, for example, is, is a brand that you worked on and it, what it brings up, I think is some small businesses, uh, small business owners, uh, sometimes think, well, you know, logos and branding. I mean, that's for the bigger consumer brands, right? Not for my mm-hmm. small business, right? Yeah. Yep. You'll hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I think, I think some, some people can get by with not focusing on it, but I do know the clients that do set themselves up from the beginning. It's especially if you get a good logo, that's going to last, you know, it's, you know, well-designed and classic and it's going to be around for a while that sets you up for success even more so because then you're putting out your best professional look um, to everyone versus, Oh, that's, you know, that's a new mom and pop business down the road. Um, You know, there's, it's like that subtle nuance that makes people perceive you in a different way. Well, the good news is you can just get on the internet and go to Fiverr and get that logo, right? Julie, I mean, uh, that'll work. (laughs) (laughs) I I say with my tongue firmly in my cheek. Uh, so let's talk about, you know, this, there's some business owners that like you say, they're saving, trying to save some money. They go and do it that way. Why is that a, a, a bad strategy? Um, I mean, it, it definitely people get get by with it, but I guess it's, I almost think it's a little bit backwards. Like I see the logo and branding really being like the foundation of the house. Um, whereas you really, really want that right. Whereas, you know, if you mess up the paint color on the inside or put up an ugly wallpaper, you know, you can change that down the line. Um, so I think what happens is, you know, people start with this small, cheap logo and then they'll be, come to a company like us and be like, okay, now can you design some ads for us? And, you know, then at that point we're locked into using this brand that, you know, may not give us the full flexibility to, to make all the rest of their, it kind of is a ripple effect, I guess. Like mm-hmm. all the rest of the marketing collateral is based off this brand. So I, like I said, I'd, I'd rather see a brand really invest in the, the branding up front and then find maybe cheaper solutions for other marketing collateral down the road. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about then a business comes to you and says, okay, I want to do it right. I want to uh, establish that brand, give a solid foundation for my brand from the very Mm -hmm. beginning. How does that conversation unfold with you? 
Yeah. So where we always start, um, you know, I start with like an intake form, see where you're at. You know, we definitely want to learn about your brand. You know, what's the name and the tagline, who's your audience, um, you know, who are your competitors, you know, what are they doing um, that's working, that's not working. Um, And then also just logos that inspire our clients, even from other places, you know, just because you have an education company doesn't mean you can't look to the retail world at a cool logo and have that inspire your brand. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where we start is getting a lot of info from them. Um, And then we, you know, internally here, we do a lot of, you know, research and, you know, color exploration, typography um, and ideation and sketching and kind of come up with all these directions that we can go based on what the client might like. Um, And so, and then after that point, it's kind of like a back and forth as we work through options, try different, you know, edits, and then really curate this final, um, final mark that is the best representation of the company. Um, And then also providing final files that are, you know, appropriate and being, they're easy to use and they have all the options that they need for, you know, vertical and horizontal and different colors. Um, Cause that's another thing too. If you just get, you know, a nice Fiverr logo um, sometimes all you're getting is just one little JPEG graphic. And then that gets you into trouble later. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's not uh, camera ready as it were to use, use a technical term. I mean, it's not really ready for uh, high resolution uses, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it, like, if you were to screen print a t-shirt, it's not going to work well with a JPEG logo. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so just kind of, you know, doing all, making sure that the files are right, but then also just that bigger strategy branding initiative. Like there's a lot that goes into such a tiny little mark. And, uh, and I totally understand why non-creatives don't, don't get it because in the end, if you're successful, you know, you think about the Nike logo, that's not hard to make. It's just a swoosh, but it's, it's all of the effort that went in to get to that point. That's really what they paid for. Yeah, for sure. And I think part of the issue, or I mean, this is a question. I mean, it sounds like an opinion, but I think it's a question uh, that it seems that small business owners that aren't creatives, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And so it's a little intimidating, right? To make a choice here. How do I find the right person to work with me? And I guess maybe you can talk about that. I mean, how, how you bring assurance, a reassurance to a business owner like that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, one of the first steps is making sure that you do feel comfortable with a budget from, from the beginning. You know, some folks do need to just kind of get by with something else for now. And then, you know, they might bring in a company like us when they're ready for that next jump. Like we're ready for a new website. We're ready for, you know, the step up from the DIY. Um, so we definitely run into that, but folks that, you know, we definitely want to make sure that they're ready to commit to the value of what we're offering. Um, but yeah, I think, I think once again, it kind of comes down to communication once more, you know, I think things that we do like mapping out, you know, the, the project timeline and having a project management schedule and, and communicating what's going on when I think, you know, that, that makes clients feel more aware aware of what's going on. And it's not, not just like lost out there somewhere. Um, but also just like involving them in the process and explaining why, like, just because let's say a client is like, I love blue. It may not necessarily mean that the best answer for your logo is for it to be blue. 
And we're going to kind of explore that. And if you really, really want it to be blue, that's cool. But I'm going to tell you why, you know, these other colors might make more sense um, from a marketing strategy point. So, so just having some of those conversations and really just working, working through a lot of that, I think helps. And, and so much of this is thinking ahead uh, in terms of what your future needs will be and how that brand, that logo will be used in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and that's, that's something we try to do too, is or be strategic about what is going on. Um, you know, a lot of folks will be, Hey, I, I, I need a WordPress site, but then we really dig into it and they say WordPress because that's the one word they've heard where really there may be another website platform. That's a better fit for what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sometimes just taking a step back and looking at, okay, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? You can answer some of those things or, um, you know, what we've done for a lot of clients before is, you know, if they're coming to us for a lot of marketing collateral that can add up if we're, you know, doing flyer after flyer after flyer, whereas, you know, for other ones, we've set up templates where we kind of do the initial design, put it in Canva, and then they can run with it. So it's, it's kind of a good best of both worlds where they can, it's a little more affordable and accessible, but they still get that foundational design set up. I'm glad you brought up websites because I wanted to go there in terms of, of maybe, I mean, a lot of websites out there. I mean, what makes for an effective website and how do I know if I need a new one? <laughs> well, so if it's, I mean, usually if it's a few years old, it's a good thing to look at to see if you need one. Um, really it's, it, it's interesting how websites have changed over the years. Cause at one point it was all about, you know, flash and, making things look really cool and layered and textured. And, and that was really in where now, um, you know, I feel like websites have really simplified to being, you know, nice, clean, responsive blocks that are easy to, to fit from desktop to mobile. Um, that's definitely something if, if your site is not currently responsive, that's a huge, you should probably look into a new website <laughs> on the checklist. Um, yeah, just if you you know talking to a company that specializes in it to get like a quick audit that can be helpful because um, some websites can can stick around for a while and may just need a few tweaks here and there. Um, where other times there's websites that look really old. You know, it, it's it's such a fast moving technology world these days that um, you know only a few years go by and it can really you can see the style shift from an old site to a new site. So yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, Julie, I've got to see you're too modest. So I've got to point this out folks. Uh, Julie's an award winner. Uh, her work's been uh, received Addy awards and, uh, communicator award. I mean, you've received a lot of accolades. Uh, um, you're not going to bring that up unless I do, cause you're modest, Julie, <laughs> but let's talk about those awards and what makes for and award-winning work. I mean, what, what, what were the basis of some of those awards? Yeah, I think, um, and, and thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the first step, uh, for awards, I'm trying to think, um, <laughs> applying for the awards is the project, all of it, all in itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, just, uh, you know, different, different industries and such. I'm trying to think just, uh, yeah, over the years, you know, if there was something that seemed worthy of submitting, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm always a believer and, you know, you can, you'll, you'll never get one if you don't try. So, you know, putting it out there and, and seeing what happens. Um, but I would say probably being in like in the ad agency world, I think really surrounds you with a lot of high caliber talent. Um, and really cool projects going on. So I think, I think that is, you know, there's a lot of awards won at agencies. So I think that kind of just uh, rubbed off on me a little bit mm-hmm. um, of, of being aware of that world and wanting to submit. So, so yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of great work out there. And um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that probably deserve awards that never get them just because they probably don't ever apply. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that too shy as it were. Right. Yeah. Or just busy. I mean, it does, it it is an extra layer of something to do on top of, you know, already, already being busy. So yeah, awards is probably something on my list that I, I need to be doing again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Julie Costick is with us folks, and she is the founder and creative director of JK creative. Um, so Julie, you made the move to Orlando. Why Orlando? I mean, what, and what makes Orlando a great place to, to be in business? Yeah, it's, um, you know, my husband and I used to be up in the DC area, um, which was, which was great for a long time, but I do think over the years it kind of wore on us a little bit, you know, just traffic and gray weather. And so we had said, Hey, you know, maybe we move out of this area and, and, you know, head South, um, you know, didn't really have a a particular plan. Uh, we have always been fans of Disney. So, you know, we thought moving South to be closer to you know, able to travel and do some fun touristy stuff would be cool. Um, but then it was funny because it, we were doing some goal setting and literally had just written our five-year plan was to, okay, figure out how to move South. Not even a week later, this job opportunity popped up for my husband, which was a perfect fit. And it was in Orlando. And we're like, Hey, let's, let's see where this goes. Um, uh, so he ended up getting the job and, um, it was kind of a whirlwind to, you know, sell a house and come down and house hunt in a weekend and, and, um, you know, get everything figured out to move to a completely new state where we knew nobody. Um, but you know, it was just a new adventure. Uh, and then we made it happen. And, uh, like I said, we got here right before the pandemic started. So it was not the best time to bring a new business down here to, <laughs> to find new connections. Right. Um, but after getting through 2020, 2021 has been pretty good. I've, uh, you know, really situated into my community here. I, I work down in the little downtown area mm-hmm. of Avalon Park. Um, so yeah, so connecting with the chambers and other groups and just other people in my co-working space. Um, and it's it's nice. It's feeling more like, uh, you know, JK Creative is making a name for itself down here. Um, and yeah, and, I, and I've actually been finding Florida has been really business friendly. I, I think a lot of the you know, policies in place and taxes and stuff. It's, it's definitely more business friendly than what I was used to up North. So that's been a positive. Can't beat that for sure. That's awesome. So, um, you have a brand, if I can, or a a blog, I should say, uh, uh, called the Orlando dinks.com. Let's shout that out. Talk about the work you and I guess your husband as well. You, uh, the two of you are doing on that blog. Yeah. So, um, 
so yeah, we actually, we started our, our blog used to be the Disney dinks, um, which stands for dual income, no kids. Uh, so we had, you know, had, had lots of Disney adventures in different places and had always been the, you know, friends and family had always come to us and said, Hey, help us plan our trip. Um, and we realized that the information we were giving out was really beneficial to a lot of people. Uh, so we, you know, put it on a larger platform to share that with folks, you know, whether it was restaurant reviews, uh, you know, hotel stays, you know, tips of things to do. Um, and it had all kind of had this Disney flair, whether it was Disney world or California, um, Disneyland Paris, kind of, kind of all that stuff. Um, but what was funny is when we moved down here, uh, you know, that, that was really cool for the blog because we were in Orlando accessible to Disney. So that helped a lot, but we also realized that Orlando had so much more to offer than just Disney world. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so recently this year, we actually changed our name from the Disney dinks to the Orlando dinks, um, just, you know, to purely start looking at all the other cool things to do, whether it's, you know, Kennedy space center or universal or, you know, natural parks. So, we're getting out and exploring a lot of um, other great things to do around here that, you know, and share that info with our audience. Yeah, that's great. And, and uh, I think folks from outside Orlando just don't really get it that Orlando has a whole entire business community beyond just uh, uh, tourism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like you see, there's, um, there's so much like medical stuff, tech stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I meet folks all the time where I think, um, you know, businesses are moving here, businesses are growing, starting up. Um, it's, it's a really, really great business town from what I've seen. Well, Julie, this has been great. And I, I want to bring the show to a close, let you get back to work with the uh, great work you're doing, but couple questions before we let you go i'd love it if you could maybe share we talked about some of your awards but um maybe if you could just share a success story um you don't have to mention any names of course but just a a client that you've done work for you're particularly proud of and the results that they've gotten because of your work yeah i would say um you know, I think there's, there's always, I think we work with a lot of nonprofits because I think those projects tend to, you know, when you know that there's like a bigger impact going on, it's, it's, it's really cool to help with those. So I I think one that comes to mind right away is the National Parks Conservation Association. Um, We've helped with several projects with them that have, um, you know, awareness campaigns or charity galas to raise money. Um, one cool thing we did was up in when Stonewall up in New York was designated as a uh, national park site. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were brought in to help and we developed a, um, a tour guide mm-hmm. for a walking, a walking map of the New York city area. Um, so that was, that was really cool to be a part of that and develop that program. And um, it's really popular. So it's just cool to think that there's all these people throughout the year that, are walking around with the little maps that, that we designed for the initiative. So. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so let's get to the most important question as we close here. I can't imagine that there aren't some folks that want to be in touch after we've, uh, uh, talked about you and your great work. So let's, let's get to it. How can they, uh, how can folks connect with you? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I, I'd say the main place would be our website. 
that would be jkcreative.design. Um, and then there we have links to all of our social. You can find us on Instagram at jkcreative.design, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I think that's all of them for now. <laughs> that's a pretty good list. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we're always happy to connect with other businesses and folks. So Terrific. Julie Caustic with JK Creative. Julie, great work. Uh, thanks for c- taking the time to come on the show. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder, OrlandoBusinessRadio.com is where you can find our uh, show archive, and we're just uh, uh, love the start that we're, we're getting here in uh, getting out the great word of business leaders in the Orlando area that uh, deserve to be recognized like Julie. Uh, so if you would like to be in touch, would like to know more, feel free to connect directly with me, jray at businessradiox.com, and uh, for more information. So for my guest, Julie Costick, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Orlando Business Radio.